Yeah, yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to the Excellent Podcast. This is the show where we sit down and watch every single episode of Regular Show and give you a breakdown. I'm your co-host, Jason. And I'm your other co-host, Josh. I'm drinking some coffee. It's uh, nice. It's 5.35 p.m. It is 5.35. I got back from the gym about, like, uh, I want to say two-ish hours ago. What did you work on? Uh, um, today, uh, Today's a Monday, so I worked on triceps chest and shoulders triceps and or not not triceps shoulders and chest for me are probably my favorite i uh, you're probably gonna hate me for that or a lot of people are gonna hate me for this don't like doing mm. legs legs are one of my favorite things to do for me legs are the easiest thing to do at least. is it because like you're always on your feet anyways so people say, I, I know that a lot of people relate to this when it comes to legs. Mm-hmm. I feel like legs are easiest, easiest for me because, yeah, like, well, I'm walking around all the time and I uh, never realized, but during like the marching season, I was like in uh, subconsciously doing leg workouts throughout the whole thing. I remember my friends always saying like, wow, your calves are really nice. And I was like, it's because of marching band. You know? I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, they really are. And I'm so, and I'm sort of mm-hmm. jealous of that. Because that's why I can't wear shorts. Well, well, I have been out of uh, marching band for over a year now. (laughs) But um, still, though, I love working on legs. Mm -hmm. For me, those are Tuesdays and Thursdays. Tuesdays and Thursdays. How often do you even do it? Like, do you just do it during the week or and take the weekends off? Yeah, so Monday Monday and Friday is uh, chest, triceps, and shoulders. Mm -hmm. Tuesdays and Thursdays are legs, mm-hmm. and then Wednesday is back, biceps, and something else. But yeah. Mm. See, what I do is that whenever every morning I wake up, the first thing I do is I bought a pull up bar like a month ago. Nice. I do, well, I, at first I, w- I was, at first I did like five, and then I went to 10. Now I'm at 15. Well, all all in like intervals of five. So I do three sets of five, 15 all together. That's good because I, I've been going on like uh, the internet a lot for like beginner workouts. Cause this is the first time in my life where I'm like taking workouts like seriously and going consistently. Mm-hmm. And um, the only reason I actually am going is because I have uh, a free gym access with my new job. Yeah, so well that's nice. Yeah. It would be so dumb if I didn't like take this up, mm-hmm. but I went on the internet and this thing that I'm doing right now, um, it's called progressive overload where say that like I could have a a handled weight and I could do around 10 to 12 reps of it in each set. Yeah. Increase that weight until I could get easy with like six to eight. Yeah. Keep doing that weight until you could turn it to 10 to 12. And then when that becomes easy, up the weight and then repeat that process starting back at six to eight. Mm-hmm. See, that's why I was like, so, um, I Jacob brought this up, I think, before everyone back went back to school. Um, mm-hmm. He's like, you know what? During the summer or whenever, we should all just like go have gym days together. I'm just like, yes, please. That'd be great. Because honestly, I'd I, be down. I do not. Uh, me personally, I don't like going to the gym by myself. Sometimes, most times I do. I mean, I don't go to the gym, but when I do, it's always it's always by myself. Yeah, I I don't have any gym buddies out here. Exactly, 
And the gym that I do go to, it's it's like very small, mm-hmm. so like not a lot of people are there. Yeah. Um, which also helps because you know, like when you go to the gym for the first time ever, you're just kind of like self conscious about everyone like like watching you or like judging you or something like that. But yeah. it's, so it's good when I, I'm basically, I, I'd say the most packed my gym has been. It's like eight other people there, which is really good. See, for me, when I uh, I live in an apartment complex and it gets filled up more towards the evening more than the morning. Mm-hmm. So whenever I do try to, I try to go for the morning because there's like mm-hmm, at least yeah. one or two people and I'm fine with that. But after like 4 or 5 p.m., there's just like six to nine people that go in there at the same time so I'm like okay and it's cramped too so yeah i'd just rather not other than that um what what else have you been up to did you see the new ant-man i did well actually well oh uh, wait hold on i will before we get into that one so this past okay. this past weekend i went to a co-worker's birthday party right okay it was, uh, and I told you it was like in a steakhouse in Chicago. Or it's called STK in Chicago. <coughs> Bless you. <coughs> you okay? <coughs> Continue. What the fuck was that? You just like cut out for me. <coughs> oh god, you're right. I just. Totally freaking choked on my drink, but anyways, um, oh yeah, I saw that you went to a steakhouse. I didn't realize it was uh, for that occasion, so that's cool. It was, yeah. but so it was. What was it? It was me, and then the birthday girl, and then four other of my coworkers. One of them, I, yeah. Oh, Did, you you have a thing for them or something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. It was I I I I don't know if anyone has been re- can relate, but like my brain was like trying to cro- uh not con- not concentrate, but like not freak. I'm like okay, don't say anything stupid. Be natural. Don't be awkward. Well, Just, because hmm. you guys went to a fancy restaurant, so I'm assuming this is like the first time you guys saw each other in like fancy attire and not in your work uniforms. That is not so fancy, you know. Yes. yes. So yeah, all right. And Fair. I was like. And I'm like, I, 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 we, I sat next, we sat next to each other. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> oh man. You know, um, a very, th- I, I saw you had sent the menu to our group chat and I was like, those are some oh pretty God. expensive prices. And, uh, that's a pretty hefty dinner, um, just for like a, um, just for a one night. Yeah. And just for like a small team of coworkers. Well, yeah, well, it was, what is it? it? There were eleven of us, but uh, the other the, the other half that she invited were her personal friends that we didn't really know. Okay. So, but um, no, yeah. But the whole menu, I got a the I think the cheapest entree that that was available was a fifty two dollar salmon. Damn, that is crazy. Which, which I got. Dumb. Mm. it was pretty good it was pretty good but then it looked good it looked amazing it, w- it tasted amazing but um mm. so as and i was one of the older or one of the two other older people in that group 
So, and I'm like, you know, so then I'm like, you know what? I was pressuring myself, like, do I, do I get a drink? But I don't right. want to be just that one person that has a drink in the table. Yeah. So then I flipped a coin <laughs> and I got, and I got myself a drink. I got a strawberry cobbler, which was a cocktail. Oh, okay. It had nice. like, um, it had like, uh, was it sugar around the rim of the, mar- of a uh, glass? Oh, was it like a martini or a margarita? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was a margarita. I don't remember. Uh, one I of think, them has, think... um, because the difference between a martini and a margarita were, um, I think, uh, one has like salt rimmed around the edge and then the other has a uh, sugar rimmed, but, I, or yeah. maybe I, I, I forget. I don't drink margaritas a lot, but yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but okay. So if you don't, then you know if you're supposed to like lick the sugar around it and then drink it, or are you supposed to just drink it like normally? Because I had no idea. I just looked at it. I'm like, I'm just going to drink it. I don't care. But at the same I time think... in my head, I'm like, mm. yeah, it's there for a reason. I think that you lick the edges after you're done drinking, but I'm not sure. It's, or maybe it's just. So it looks cool. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, we 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 should talk about the Ant Man three trailer. The the whole talk uh, about the night thing is kind of making me not the not the press, but it was like ah oh, shit. So, anyways, you you watch Ant Man three? I watched Ant Man three. Uh, I saw it a couple days ago. When when did you see it? I saw it the sixteenth. I know it, the it says re- or it was released the seventeenth. But, see it early? Yeah, I got to see it early. Oh, how was that? I think it's, it was it was it wasn't like uh I don't know why, but every time I watch a Marvel movie or any movie or like a day early, the crowd isn't hyped or isn't excited at all. It's just dead the entire time. I'm just like, okay, well, this is sort of boring, but I'm enjoying the movie. Interesting. But, um, so <clears throat> I saw it on the 18th, which is uh, day two of Ant-Man coming out. Yeah. And <clears throat> so like we do whenever a new Marvel movie comes out, as you guys know on the show, we sit down and we give a review. We did it for Spider-Man No Way Home. That was the first one that we ever reviewed. And and then after I wanted, what was it, Doctor Strange? I'm, we gave I'm, a... I'm trying to dig deep in my brain if we did one for black panther too so uh, i'm gonna get to that we so we did doctor strange with jake we did thor love and thunder with jake and jacob which is fun oh, yeah and mm-hmm. um we also did say that we were going to give a review for black panther wakanda forever um but as you guys know we never did it and that is because um you guys also know that we have been very busy so unfortunately we waited too long and another marvel movie ended up coming out before we could give a review and at this point i think uh black panther has kind of fallen out of relevancy so i think unfortunately we're just gonna have to skip that review it's not we're racing and just <laughs> move on to- <laughs> no and we're just gonna move straight to ant-man so uh that sucks though because i really i i did enjoy black panther uh, I, I did too. liked it better I, li- I liked it better than um Doctor Strange and Thor: Love and Thunder. I um, would, I would say it's better than uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. Uh, wait, no, I can't even. Oh my god! Now I gotta. No, move on. 
move on. Well, because it's it's interesting. I I was listening back to our review of Thor: Love and Thunder, and we were saying that like um that we, it was like very very good and it was like enjoyable. But then I realized we were giving those whenever we give our reviews, there is at least a little bit of hint of like a recency bias in it mm-hmm. because I feel like now that Thor Love and Thunder has been out for a while, it hasn't aged well because after everyone was very hyped for that movie, mm-hmm. but then after everyone saw it, people just stopped talking about it, you know? Yeah. Where so, like Spider-Man No Way Home, that was a huge thing. You're still talking about it. Yeah. Um. No, but, but in terms of Black Panther, Wakanda forever, but uh, comparing them to the, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, and Thor Love and Thunder. I'd say that it's probably the best out of those three. Or out of those the 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 last like three that we got. Yes, yes, I agree. And obviously a lot of it was because um the memory of Chadwick Boseman. It did um, pretty well. I know this isn't a review of Black Panther, but when we were in that theater and like the opening Marvel credits came on and it was uh, usually you hear like the Marvel theme song or something else, mm-hmm. but instead the directors made it like silence because it was supposed to be like a moment of silence. And that was like just such a touching and moving moment inside of the theater because everyone was just dead silent. And my heart dropped. During that time, like we were just staring, like the purple glow was on our faces from the screen. And then I just slowly put my hands up into the Black Panther uh, Wakanda Forever salute. Oh. Because I was just like, damn. And then I look I look over to my left and CJ has like tears running down her face and I'm like, oh, fuck. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Don't make me cry. Well, not me, me, <laughs> but you. But I'm saying me as you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for real. Because it, it was, it was, now it was a good movie and uh, unfortunately, I'm sad that we couldn't review it. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, we are going to hit up Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. And sorry that we could not review Black Panther. But if you have a problem, you could email us toll free at the Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> or you could send us an angry DM on our Twitter, which is at well, ExcellentPod. Is... I'm the worst podcaster ever, I swear. No, it's, fu- no, it's fine. See, okay. <laughs> I actually saw it twice. Okay. Because first... Ant- Ant-Man? Yeah, yeah. I saw that okay. movie twice. Because initially... I'll, I'll go first, actually. So, initially, I did not... Well, actually, we should probably say this. Spoiler. Do we want to do spoilers? Yes? Uh, Yeah, we're we're going to just go full-fledged. Spoilers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, saw it twice. First time, I initially thought it was really bad. Not really bad, okay. but, like, it, it wasn't satisfying to me. Okay. Second time, I saw it with Jacob. I actually reconsidered. I'm like, okay... This is actually a good a good movie. It's not the best, but and I'll get to my points in a bit, but it 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 was pretty good. What are so your thoughts? It's, uh, it's been a year or two since I've seen Ant-Man as well as Ant-Man and the Wasp. Mm-hmm. And so I'm under the perspective of like, yeah, I've I've only seen it once and what the fuck was that? I mean <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I I it was a good it wasn't terrible, but it was pretty terrible. Like I'm sorry. Like Okay. I there are things about it like what the fuck was Darren? What the hell was that? Uh Fucking... so, so in the comics, 
It's actually not oh, okay. Darren. It's some... Oh, fuck, I forgot his name, but it's not Darren. They changed it for the movie. But Modok is a real character in the comics. They just changed who he was. And that's one thing I did not like about this movie, was that they wasted Modok. See, I, every single time his his freaking character was on screen. I could not take anything serious. Like when, whenever he had, he had his big reveal. Well, first of all, he had like his big golden mask on, which kind of yep. it resembled Thanos. So I thought like, Ooh, this should be cool. Mm-hmm. And then he took off his mask. And I was like, what the fucking Snapchat filter, fucking shark born lava girl, Mr. Electricidad looking ass, fucking hum- Humpty Dumpty from Puss in Boots looking ass oh on the God. screen. I'm like, what the hell? And like, I, me and CJ just looked at each other and oh, I, I, I had to laugh. I was like, what the hell is that? Uh, that, wait. Oh yeah, that's another thing that I did not like about that movie. The reveal of Modoc could have been delivered a little mm-hmm. bit better. Yes. Because. And. No, go ahead. It? No, 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 go ahead. I was, I was going to touch on uh, what I thought about the CGI. Oh, um, Really? Okay, no, no, no. Now you got me locked in. What do you mean by the CGI? So I get that this entire movie basically took place in uh, the quantum realm. And they had no choice but to do all CGI. But Mm -hmm. the CGI was not the best. That? I can tell. Yeah, you know, I can see see your point in that. You can definitely tell it was shot in CGI. Which, to be fair, when you watch so many Marvel movies, you can kind of pick and see what's real and what's not because like um specifically during the scene when uh um cassie and scott had to drink the ooze and mm-hmm. they were like all around them and like when he was like pouring the ooze out how it was like kind of dripping down it looked so fake and like it just and i swear at one point i kind of like saw like a, a green glow on scott's face which was like the the green screen that they were recording in front of uh-huh. I'm not sure if there was something green like in front of Scott in the movie, but yeah. I could tell so hard that it it wasn't as bad as like Shark Bar and Lava Girl or Spy Kids. You know that that would be brutal if I were to judge it like that. But you could tell that it was not the best quality. For some reason, Spy Kids and Shark Bar and Lava Girl actually made CGI look clean somehow. Back then, it was like very beautiful. Exactly, but. It don't it doesn't age well, but for a movie that comes out in twenty twenty three, come on, you, you got to give me something better than that. Yep. Um, is there any other negatives you have about this movie? Um, the pacing of it sometimes. Okay. I feel like it kind of like jumped around a little bit, um, mm-hmm. like different sequences that we got, and uh, obviously this movie was was way more serious and less comedic than the first two. Mm-hmm. There weren't any of those little sequences where Scott like does a little flashback and he explains what was going on and he like does like a little funny voiceover with them. Yeah, uh, there was none of that, which I really liked the, that bit from the first two Ant Man movies. Mm-hmm. Um, that actress for Cassie, she was not my favorite. That's also not- uh, wait wait side note. She's kind of cute. Uh, wait, what's her? Wait, What's her name? Hold on. Real, what what is quick. her name? I forgot. Hold on. Real so I'll, I'll look it up. Keep going. But like her acting, like I feel like, um, she was just talking like very like lighthearted and um, 
when when she was giving her motivational speeches, it kind of seems like too like light, and it wasn't like as serious. And it, the the way that she executed her motivational speech, like in the hologram, it seemed very out of place with how she like acted out those lines. Um, yeah, yeah. By the way, her name is Catherine Newton. Other than that, I feel like everything else was pretty good with her character. Like I I like I like the Cassie character, mm-hmm. and um, I. Real quick, the only thing that I could think about whenever I saw her, uh, do you remember Jenna Kanoyer? We went to school with her. Yes, yes. Oh my god, yes. D- they look so much alike. Oh god, yeah, they do. <laughs> they really do look a lot alike. Wasn't wasn't Jenna like best friends with Cambry? Yes, yes. Okay, yeah, I remember because you <laughs> just made me remember. Some for some reason, some some of these girls like just somehow tie back into me. Um. Oh, at the very end, when they were uh, jumping out of the quantum realm back into their world, yeah, and then all of a sudden, like Kane comes back to fight Scott. Mm-hmm. Everyone was anticipating for Scott to die in this movie, mm-hmm. and when Kane showed up out of nowhere for that final battle, I'm pretty sure a lot of people, including myself, thought like, "Oh shit, this is the scene where Scott dies." Um, and it was a pretty good fight scene. Yeah, but um, but yeah, Scott did not die, and I'm I'm fine with that. I like I love Scott. Do you okay? So what I was thinking was Hank dying, right? Because mm. it looked like he was about, he was gonna die, and I'm like, oh, well, damn, that's because honestly, to me, what what does Hank do for the movie anymore, other than just tell? Tells uh, Scott that he's fucking his daughter. Yeah, he he's just like kind of like a like a mentor character, mm-hmm. and um, I guess he did bring the army of ants there. But even that 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 goes that's another example of like weird pacing. Like when he showed up with all the ants, he's like, "Whoa, how did the ants get here?" And he's like, "Oh, they just fell into the quantum realm, and over the past a thousand years, it was ten minutes for them." And like that entire sequence also seemed out of place. I mean, okay, so when the ants just didn't come out of nowhere, they actually came through with them, but for mm. some reason they didn't they they didn't pop out into the quantum realm with them. They just somehow went into like a time dilation or whatever. I forget what it was, but yeah, but whatever for the sake of the movie. But <clears throat> so a lot of um people were talking about how phase four of course like this is the the rebuilding stage after and we talked about this i remember you and jacob got into a heated debate when we reviewed uh, love and thunder all right time to run that back all right i'm I'm sitting up so so about the whole like trust the process thing like i i do believe that yes this is like this is the equivalent to phase one where Mm. we just have to like build everything up get a connection to all these characters, but we just cannot take any of these characters serious. Like we cannot take, uh, um, fucking. Okay. Yeah. We can't take any of these new characters seriously because like they're replacing the original six. And mm-hmm. because you can't like, you, you, you can't beat the original six, you know, they're, they're the OGs. I think you're and, just sticking to nostalgia. Yes, well, a lot of people are sticking to nostalgia. And of course, I'm welcoming these new characters with open arms. Yeah. But it will never hit the same as like the endgame times 
and then even back then in phase one um there are a, a lot of phase one movies are not good like they're just they're just straight up not good like for mm-hmm. like uh incredible i know i've expressed before that incredible hulk was just kind of and then iron man 2 um or at least like the early phases but like we see them as very good movies because they're like the first like the early stages of marvel like ever mm-hmm. but if they came out today we would all we would be treating them as brutal as we are with all the phase four movies that we are that we have you know do you know why we're treating them so brutally why because we're so used to Endgame being the pinnacle, and that's what we want. Want every single Marvel movie afterwards to be just like that. So and we're setting, so we're setting such a high standard for these movies nowadays. So that's why Phase Four was having such a hard time uh, fitting those shoes. But it was, it wasn't as good as was it the first three. But there were a few. Mm. There were a few here and there. Because they they do need a lot of shoes to fill. Because um, well, I, I'm pretty sure that we could all agree. Phase four in in phase four, the best movie to come out was No Way Home. Yeah, I, I'd also argue Shang Chi. Oh yeah, Shang Chi. So uh, we're gonna do what we did when uh, we were with Jake. When I we're gonna go through each Phase Four project and we're gonna say if it was like a good or bad, and if it's like a skip or a must watch. So mm-hmm. um, these aren't gonna be in order, by the way, because I'm reading off of a list off the internet. Okay. Um, Black Widow. I never saw it. Oh my god! Are you serious? <laughs> I never, I never saw it. Uh, because when it came out, I was still like making my way through like my first ever watch of the MCU. So my yeah. roommates made me stay home. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I will. I'm gonna say that to skip, obviously, because I haven't seen it. But I want to. I'd also, I'd also say skip. But if you're watching in chronological order, it's <clears throat> you gotta have to watch it before or Infinity at, War, right? No, no, no. Yeah, you know, before Infinity War, after Civil War. Sorry, I, I was getting the two mixed up for a second. Uh, Shang-Chi, I, I love that movie. That is an S-tier Marvel movie. S-tier, but totally not biased because we're Asian. Eternals, that's a skip. That? Yeah. You you only need to watch the the, end, the, the post-credit scene with Harry Styles and the terrible CGI okay, look, gremlin. Okay, listen here, One Direction fan. <laughs> it's not all because of that. Oh no! It is. I do not know why the fuck Harry Styles is in the MCU now. Why? Why is he Thanos's brother? How the hell does that make sense? Have you seen Harry Styles? He fucks. So does well, the. So does the character that he's playing. He also fucks. That is true. Uh, Spider Man No Way Home. I that this is at the top of S tier for Phase Four. You'd be cra- not just because I'm a Spider Man. We're both Spider Man fans, but you'd be crazy to say skip. Yeah, I mean, like the fact that like Toby and Andrew, and then it, it sets up uh, Tom's college trilogy, and the fact that he's actually now his own Spider-Man. They did, honestly, mm-hmm. looking back at it, they, I think I already said this before last year, but they did a pretty good job building his Spider-Man rather than just giving him one movie and then he's off doing his own thing. Yeah, uh, Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. Um, I, I want to say skip, but there's there's plots in that movie that you have to not really have to, but 
that it kind of explains the whole phase five or the next two phases of this movie or this franchise. Well, actually, now that I think of it, phase four, because like we've said, it's a, a it's a rebuilding stage. You mm-hmm. kind of have to watch phase four for anything to make sense in the future, because phase four is filled with all new characters. Oh, yeah, that's another that's another thing. I think uh, Mar- this uh, Marvel franchise has gotten so big that you have to that you actually have to do homework to yeah. understand everything, because that, if you're. That's... Yeah, and it's ridiculous. No, and I was gonna say like, <sighs> and that's ridiculous because if you're someone that watched up to say Phase Two, and then you're just now seeing Ant Man and Three, you're just like, what the hell? Who are all these people? And that sucks for mm-hmm. them. I think we had this and discussion earlier too. What also sucks about Marvel is that um, Phase Four has been an entire ex- a huge example of Marvel doing quantity over quality yeah i also heard about that and i and did you also hear that they're pulling back on that because of that yes. uh, feedback so even though marvel has kind of been rushing their projects what marvel does best is listening to their fans a lot mm. of fans have called them out being like hey you're rushing all these things so that's why they have started to push back stuff to make it good and i would rather have that you know i yeah i think that's the best so um phase one was wasn't they released like four movies in two years or something like that i believe so and then what phase four like we've been in this phase for like three years and they've they have like 14 projects all jam-packed inside of it like that's crazy so quick story going into ant-man and the wasp quantum mania and Mm -hmm. during the movie this was my initial watch during the movie, I'm like, I was getting so tired of watching Marvel movies because, but then entire Phase Four, everything happened like as soon as this series was done, as soon as this movie was done, another one came out, and then after that was done, another one came out. I'm just like, I got so exhausted by the end. I'm yeah. just like, God damn, I can't handle anymore. This is so. There's so much homework that you have to do, and there's so many names and new characters being thrown around it's like mm. i just can't keep up like for example i never finished miss marvel i didn't watch she hulk um i'm excited for guardians 3 i'm hoping that that Ooh. will be like the saving grace of <clears throat> phase 4 from how it's been so far actually well um, t- we're in phase 5 right now really yes ant-man and the wasp quantumania was the start of phase 5 was it really okay yes. Cause I'm See, this, this is what I, this is what okay. I mean. You have to do your homework to know shit. Wait, it is phase. I, I'm looking at like the fa- the official phase four. Po- oh, was it because they pushed it back? Yes, they pushed gotcha. it. Yeah, they pushed it back. I think it's because of the whole James Gunn thing. Okay, so being that phase four was supposed to include Captain Marvel two, Guardians three, Blade, uh, fucking uh, uh, what what else do we have? Secret Invasion, Iron Heart, Armor Wars, and all this. That, that's crazy. Like, there's no way they would have been able to fit it in. Basically, what we're saying with our review of Ant-Man is this is an example of Marvel rushing projects. And um, when I was at the movie theater, I bought the uh, Ant-Man popcorn bucket. Mm-hmm. And if that is the best thing that came out of that night, then I'm <laughs> fine with that. <laughs> we didn't even talk about the positives of that movie, actually. Well, at least for me. I seen it the second time. I actually have positives now. 
your um li- lightning speed round because we got to get into the episode. Okay. Uh, so but, but th- great thing about the movie, uh, they actually set up Kang really really well, yes. and that's something that I really enjoyed. At first, I did like that. Yeah, at first, I thought this movie was too big for the plot, which I still kind of think it is, but I think it's fine the way it is, and I don't think I would change too much about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Yeah, um, this uh, this movie is a must-watch, uh, only because you, you do get the, the proper intro to Kang. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, if you've seen the last episode of Loki, then you see him there, but this is, like, is, like, full, full, like, introduction. Mm-hmm. And the, and, oh, that ending. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. Um, where you see, uh, where I you mean, see... we are doing spoilers. Tom mm-hmm. Hiddleston is in it. Tom Hiddleston is in it, and then like I'm, I was talking to Mike at the end where Scott's like doing his like morning stroll to Cassie's birthday, and then mm-hmm. he's just like having this uh, uh quick anxiety panic attack in his head. Like we did kill him, right? Or we did beat him? Yeah. That's how that's how I was feeling, and I'm pretty sure that's how everyone else was feeling. Like, yeah, right. Because all they did was push him through that back into that portal, but yeah. you never saw him die. Mm-hmm. Um. So obviously the audience knows like yeah he's still alive but scott is since he's in the movie he's like we did kill him right mm-hmm. but um because kang is supposed to be like the main he's supposed to be like the new thanos villain yeah and i honestly i had this conversation with jacob too he's uh, obviously he is better than thanos in a lot of ways but uh the intimidation makes him feel more of a threat Mm, interesting mm-hmm. yeah um so that was our review of ant-man and the wasp quantumania um if you have not seen it in theaters well there's no way you're you're listening to this because you have skipped ahead to avoid spoilers but yeah i, I still recommend seeing it uh, like i'm not going to tell you to like don't get your hopes up because this is like i want you to enjoy whatever movie you go see uh-huh. but there's no denying the fact that some Marvel movies are better than others. Yep. This is season three, episode 12 of regular show. It is called weekend at Benson's. This episode came out on January 16th, 2012. This is the oh. first episode to air in 2012. Created by JJ Quintel. We open up on Mordecai and Rigby trying to screw in a light bulb at one of like the park lampposts and they're standing on the ladder and Benson is at the bottom of the ladder holding it for them. Uh, Mordecai and Rigby can't seem to screw in the light bulb because how many it is does it take to screw in a light bulb? Am I right? Clearly uh, more than two. <laughs> yeah. So they're Mordecai's like struggling to turn it in. And then Rigby's trying to like yell, like what to do at him. And then Benson's at the bottom. He's like, would you guys hurry up? It's been a whole hour can't believe you guys can't even put in a simple light bulb. And then Mordecai says, like, almost got it. He screws it in. Bam. And then they go, oh. But then we close up on the light bulb and it's not in at all. Like, not even remotely close. <laughs> and Benson says, like, no, that's not how you do it. Here, you guys get down here and hold the ladder. I'll do it. Can't believe I have to do everything around here. And I had the note, how the hell does it take an entire hour for them to get this right 
It's probably because, like, uh, you see on the little screw part of the bottom of the light bulb, they probably didn't know how... They Basically, they don't know how to put in a light bulb straight. But a whole hour? Like, seriously? Like, I, I feel like if I was Benson, I would have taken over after, like, five minutes, and that's me being generous. Yeah. Because, like, I have better things to be doing. It shouldn't take a whole hour. No, That's pretty yeah. extreme. So... <clears throat> After Benson complains that he uh, that he has to do everything around here, Rigby is like, oh, chill out, Benson. It's not like you have somewhere to be. And then he's like, yeah, actually, I do. I do have a life outside of work, you know. And then Morica and Rigby kind of tease him, being like, yeah, right. Where are you going to go, Benson? Yeah, where are you going to go? And then Benson gets all right, and he's like, just hold the ladder. But Rigby isn't done yet. He's all like, ah, spill it, Benson. Where are you going to go? Mordecai says, like, hey, dude, Rigby, can't you tell that you're annoying him? Stop. And then they go back and forth being like, no, you're annoying him. No, you're annoying him. No, you're annoying. And then they start to punch each other at the bottom of the ladder. And it makes the ladder start to, like, wiggle. And then Benson starts to, like, stumble at the top of the ladder, smashing into the lamppost a bunch of times. And then in true Mordecai and Rigby fashion, they knock over the ladder, sending Benson to his death. Wait. No, not, not wait, really. wait, wait, wait. Benson falls on the ground, probably a good like um probably a good ten feet. That's how tall a light post is? Well, I, I'm trying to like compare it to like I like how tall I know people are and then how tall like that lamppost looks. Let's assume Mordecai is six foot. Yeah. So it, it, it's a tall height. Benson it is a very tall height. Benson knocks his head on the ground. He is unconscious. Mm. And he's out cold. So now what happens? So then Mordecai and Rigby are in shock to see Benson on the ground. Mordecai runs over to Benson, calling out his name, hoping that he isn't dead. So Mordecai puts his ear up to Benson's face. but he hear- And he hears him breathing. He's still alive, but he's unconscious. Rigby asks Mordecai, what are they going to do? Because... Uh, he's totally gonna fire them if he's dead, or if he w- when he wakes up. But Mordecai re- reassures Rigby, saying, "Cool it," and that he's got to think real quick. And he says, "Okay, we only have one chance at not getting fired." Rigby agrees, but then says, "I'll go get the shovel." Think that's what Mordecai says. <laughs> I'll go get the shovel. This man was about to fucking bury Benson, even though he clearly knows Benson is unconscious and not dead. Yeah. Then Mordecai says, like, no, dude, we have to take him back to his place and put him in bed and and hope he doesn't remember that any of this happened. Rigby has his doubts and tells Mordecai that it will never work. But Mordecai still counter counter reassures him, saying, like, that it's their only hope and that hopefully he doesn't remember anything. Out of everything that they could have thought, like, I guess that's reasonable. I mean, yeah. the situation is not good, obviously. No. But um, as Rigby says, he's like, okay, like I guess that makes sense. Um, and again, like it's a it's a good it's a good plan. You got to work with what you got. You know, Benson's unconscious. All you could do is just put him to bed and hopefully that he doesn't remember. I mean, what would then, you do in that situation? Uh, well, first of all, I wouldn't even bring myself into into the situation getting that bad. But well, yeah. if I was done. If I was dumb enough like Mordecai and Rigby for this to actually happen, um, I guess, I guess I, I guess I would do like the honorable thing was to to call like 
um, bring him to the hospital. Ooh. Only because, like, I wouldn't... I guess anyone could bring Benson home and put him in his bed. Yeah. But, like, knowing me, I I just wouldn't be able to have that on my conscience. Because so, I would just be super, like, worried and anxious that, like, something bad would happen. Like, that Benson would die in his sleep or something. So, like, I, I would definitely want to take him to the hospital. True. Yeah, okay. And I'm pretty sure Benson would, like, be glad that I did. He would still be mad, but uh, he would be hey. even more mad if I brought him home. But yeah, because he could have, he would probably have some serious brain injury. He probably does have serious brain injuries at this point. Definitely a concussion, yeah. We cut to uh, Mordecai inside of the cart. He like pulls it up to the side of the street and then Rigby's trying to haul Benson inside of here. But Benson's very heavy and Rigby's all like, oh, maybe if I had some help, this would go faster. His gumballs must be made out of lead. So they get finally get him in the car and they're like, all right, he's in, let's go. Where we see a, like a five second shot of them like driving down the park street, and then Benson just fucking falls out of the cart and he goes twirling um, behind, crashing down into the s- side of the road. Then they look back and they're like, "Oh shoot, Benson!" So they go back to get him and then they duct tape Benson inside of the cart, putting him in between Mordecai and Rigby. Uh, they're like, "Oh shoot, he looks awful." And Rigby is like, wait, I got it. So he grabs some uh, sunglasses out of the glove compartment and puts them on Benson so people can't see that his eyes are closed. And then Mordecai is like, oh, dude, we're so fired. And then Rigby says like, oh, but he looks so chill. All of a sudden, Muscle Man comes up out of nowhere and he's like, hey, Benson. And then Rigby says like, ah, it's it's Muscle Man. We can't let him see us. So they start to speed off. And then Muscle Man's like, hey, I want to talk to Benson. And then we cut back to Mordecai and Rigby. They're like, oh, well, that was close. <laughs> but then all of a sudden, we hear this panting noise behind them. And the camera cuts to Muscle Man chasing after them in true Muscle Man fashion. That's just classic Muscle Man. Like, I would be, like, super scared if I saw Muscle Man chasing after me. Dude, and his saggy titties are just, like, flopping every time he makes a step. They're like flopping side to side and Muscle Man's like breaking a huge sweat. And then we get like a wide shot of uh, Mordecai and Rigby losing him and Muscle Man's like, talk! Rigby looks behind them and says like, okay, good, we lost him. But then all of a sudden, somehow Muscle Man catches up to the front of them and jumps out in front of the cart, uh, causing Mordecai to screech to a break. And then Muscle Man's like, didn't you hear me calling you? Mordecai is like, oh, hey, Muscle Man, how's it going? Uh, Muscle Man is all like, oh, what do you ladies care? He goes to Benson being like, hey, Benson, I took care of those kids with the snakes like you asked. And then Rigby's like, you ran for that? And then Muscle Man says, oh, yeah. And thanks, Benson, for the smooth jazz concert tickets because my date tonight is going to be extra hot. How did you know she'd go so crazy for it? Obviously, Benson can't reply because he's unconscious. So Mordecai kind of like takes benson's hand and gives a little well you know gesture so like Like almost a low salute just or like a confirmation like yeah no problem man be like yeah you know and then muscle man's like yeah it's gonna be on tonight rigby says people like jazz muscle man says oh whatever loser you just don't know what the ladies like isn't that right benson and then mordecai makes benson do another like yeah, you're right. He kind of like points to him his glasses and points at Muscle Man with Benson. Honestly, it's very Benson, weird. Yeah, honestly, Benson does look kind of chill with those glasses on. 
Yeah, and then after Muscleman runs off, Benson just face plants into the dashboard. So, take it away. So then, we cut to the evening, nighttime. I don't know, first off, I don't know how it took them this long, so long just to get to Benson's apartment. When, True. when in later seasons, we see that he's he lives, like, right across the street. But, um... Yeah. Yeah, we, we cut to Mordecai Rigby carrying an unconscious Benson to his apartment. They're dragging him down the hallway, and we they get to Benson's apartment. Uh, but as Mordecai is reaching for the doorknob, Benson's neighbor, who we later learn her name's Audrey, comes out the door and calls for ben, or calls out to Benson. Mordecai Rigby gets started a little bit to get ah. Uh, then Audrey asks where where he's been and that her party started two hours ago and then she asks Benson if everything is okay Mordecai kind of looks at Benson and puts his hand over his like where his neck is and just gives a little two or a little nod saying like yeah everything's fine (laughs) uh Audrey, Audrey then goes ahead and invites Benson in to join the party but uh, Mordecai stops her and says, like, no, uh, I mean, Benson's had a pretty exhausting day at work. He's not really in a partying mood right now. And then <laughs> then he uh, try to make it he tries to make it more convincing by saying, right, Benson. And then <laughs> I think uh, Mordecai, or Rigby pulls Benson's right arm, giving another like more. They make him nod again. More. Yeah, that's what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's hard to explain. Uh, trying it's to... like they're not actually talking; they're like doing like all visuals. He's made. Oh wait, that's the word. They're... He's a puppet. Yes. So basically, this you could tell that the rest of this episode is going to be Mordecai and Rigby having to use Benson as a puppet to communicate through Benson whenever mm-hmm. someone tries to talk to him. Yeah, but then Audrey starts getting sad and says, "And says that, but you said you were gonna come." We planned this over a month ago, remember? Uh, then both Mordecai and Rigby give, make Benson do a little shrug motion, saying like, oh, I get whatever. Oh, sorry. Sorry. She gets even, Audrey gets even more upset and says, okay, you're a busy guy and you work a lot. I understand. I was just really hoping you would come to my party. Then she, go, she keeps going on with this little soppy speech about how she never gets to talk to him then we get a close zoom of mordecai actually like listening in and kind of relating in a way he's looking like very sad like his eyebrows are like turned inward yeah and uh you could tell that mordecai is like feeling like very sympathetic and Mm -hmm. uh i wrote that of course like out of all characters mordecai would be the one to kind of like feel for the situation yeah, and that's not even saying a bad thing about Mordecai because uh, it's it's just a good detail to Mordecai and Rigby's characters mm-hmm. because he could Mordecai could tell that Benson and this girl might have like a thing going on, and Mordecai could relate to that because he you know he's like single as well. Yeah, and the but the lone wolf Rigby isn't really phased <laughs> by this, and he doesn't really give a shit because. After Audrey, after Audrey closes the door, being like, "Oh well, see ya," <laughs> they stand there. But then Rigby's all like, "Nag, nag, nag." Okay, come on, let's bring Benson inside. And then Mordecai's like, "Wait, dude, we have to take Benson to this party." 
Rigby's like, wait, what? Why? Mordecai says, dude, didn't you see how disappointed that girl was? Benson really did have somewhere to be, and we totally messed this up for him. We owe him this. And then Rigby says, big deal, he's still going to fire us. And then Mordecai says, dude, if we take him to this party and he wakes up, he'll just think that he partied for too long and don't even remember what happened. Then Rigby says like, oh, hey, maybe you're right. And then we'll be off the hook because there will be witnesses. And then they kind of speak to Benson being like, what do you say, Benson? Are you ready to party? The camera zooms into Benson, who's obviously just still. And then they're all like, I'll take that as a yes. And then they go, oh, putting their hands up, which makes Benson fall to the floor. <laughs> Mordecai's like, oh, dude, I thought you had him. With this new plan, taking Benson to this party, and if he wakes up, he he just party too hard. That's assuming that it's that kind of party with, like, alcohol and stuff. Yeah. And considering with how, like, sober-looking Audrey just was, and she seemed all, like, kind of calm and laid back... I'm not sure if that's this kind of party. As the party host, I think being sober is probably a better thing just in case something were to happen. That is true. I mean, I remember at your party, you clearly weren't, but that's fine (laughs) because there were other people that were sober that were fine. Well, that was my grad party. Like we were hosting at my house, but it was a... my my family were they were the people like setting it up and things like that. Yeah. Um and Veronica who it was also her grad party my sister she was also pretty gone as well. Not as gone as me, but you know. Hey, I'm not going to lie to you one of her friends kind of bad. So, uh, they take, <laughs> they take uh Benson to this party. Um and it's a pretty packed house. Like, there's a lot of people there. Like, rock music is playing in the back. Like, at least, like, 20 to 30 people at this party. And we get this quick montage of uh, Mordecai and Rigby kind of partying while holding Benson. And they're kind of, they're making Benson, like, blend in pretty well. And then um, soon into the party, Benson and Audrey are sitting on the couch together. And they kind of, like, posed Benson to be all, like, kind of chill seating. Uh, obviously Mordecai and Rigby kind of have to like stand by like as guard in case something happens Audrey says like wow I'm so glad you could make it tonight and then she puts her hand down on the couch and then Mordecai kind of sees what's going on so he bumps Benson's hand to go on top of Audrey's she's into this and she starts smiling Um, and then all of a sudden this other dude in the party sees what's going on and he walks over being like yo yo Audrey Who's the jerk face? And then Audrey says, Chuck, please. His name is Chuck. Benson does not have the face of a jerk. And I could talk to whoever I want. We're not dating anymore. Remember? I guess so. And then he starts to taunt Benson being all like, Oh, I just never knew you like talking to losers. So he starts to poke Benson in the head. And in that same hand, he's holding like a, a cup of ice water. And then Audrey says like, Stop it, Chuck. Benson is not a loser. And then Chuck's all like, oh yeah, well, if he's not a loser, why is he letting me do this? And continues to poke him in the face. Audrey's all like, I don't know. And then Mordecai and Rigby are like, shit, we kind of have to like jump in. And then Chuck continues to taunt being like, why are you letting me poke your face like this, huh? And then Mordecai thinks fast. He grabs Benson's hand and uses it to slap the cup of water into Chuck's face. And... You hear a record scratch and everyone in the party goes <gasps> and looks over. Real quick, why can't Mordecai be this cool when it's himself? 
actually, yeah, you're right. This could actually, maybe I'm going a little too too English teacher on this, but this could be like a very hidden meaning to Mordecai on like what he wishes that he could be like when it comes to talking to girls, how he mm-hmm. kind of wishes that he could stand up to certain things, but he could only communicate that through Benson. And that's is, why it's well, showing I mean, here. But yeah, because like him uh bumping Benson's arm to hold Audrey's hand, like, dude, you he can he can do that with Benson, but he can't do that for himself. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, maybe it's just because it's not him. So, like, he's giving Benson all of the things that he is, like, thinking of to do in his head, but he just can't do it, so he does it with Benson, you know? You know what? And I kind of feel for that. You, you just gotta go for it, you know? Yeah. I should call her. <laughs> you shouldn't. You should call her, man. Nah, I'm no, definitely not gonna... I shouldn't. Do not. Her, dude, yeah. No. Um, hey. So, <clears throat> um, about about Chuck, though um well Ooh, i yeah the first note that i have is his name chuck because he kind of looks like chuck norris a fatter chuck norris he yeah. looks like he hasn't he graduated university but still hasn't uh let go of his frat boy days because he was wearing a red t-shirt that says fe and we'll get into why it is just saying ft but he seems like that type of person to just graduate from university and still not let go yeah, um, my next note was going to be about his shirt. Um, uh, okay, go for it. So, he uh, after everyone's looking over at the party and the music stops, he go, Chuck goes to Benson, he's like, not cool, Shades. You think you could drop H2O in the FE and get away with it? Rigby's like, the FE. And then Chuck is like, you ever seen the periodic table, loser? FE is the abbreviation for iron. Like my stomach. I'm the iron stomach. And... I um I wrote down if you have to explain why your nickname the one you made for yourself if you have to explain to people why it's clever it's immediately not cool you know yeah like he couldn't have think of anything else he could have just called himself the iron yeah you know yeah it's I I see what he's like trying to go f- for but yeah the fact that it takes like like. 10 seconds to explain like that's it's you you lost me you know he he seems kind of what's the word that's no yeah yeah self-conscious mm-hmm Where he's about, like, like to be cool oh yeah he's trying to be someone that he probably really shouldn't be or would it be a case of false confidence or overconfidence something like that and um he kind of seems to be like that asshole ex-boyfriend character Audrey's, of course. So I'm surprised. I'm surprised why he's even at that party, based on how, based on how him and Audrey are interacting. You know, exactly. First off, if this was her party, why the hell is he even like what you were saying? Why the hell did he did he even get invited? Why are you there, dude? You know, maybe he just heard about it and just snuck in. And say that she did invite you. Okay. Why are you being an, like acting like an asshole to her at her own apartment at her party? You know, I uh, probably saw his feelings. Mm, yeah, true. Uh, yeah, uh, well, if obviously he still has feelings because there would have been no other reason why he walked over when he saw Benson getting the Audrey. So, true. <laughs> <laughs> I said what you did there. That's so yeah, that was good. Yeah, why don't you continue on? He's like, oh, I'm the iron stomach. 
So then he goes over to a, a for uh, a nearby uh, was it hot pepper jar and just chomps on it. Mordecai and Rigby look at each other and give off a hmm, which I don't think I actually caught the first mm, time around. Yeah. yeah. So they give it. They they give each other a hmm, and they they quote unquote speak to Benson, and Mordecai says, "What is what's that, Benson? You think Chuck is a chump and you're not scared?" Rigby turns Benson's head over and says, Really, Benson? Are you sure? Okay, whatever you say, you're the boss. So then Rigby goes over to the same hot pepper jar and gets two hot peppers. And then Mordecai opens or forces Benson's head to open his mouth. Rigby tosses the two peppers in. Uh, assuming Benson ate both peppers all in one go, both Mordecai and Rigby give off a whoa, whoa. which is the third in the episode. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Then this uh, triggers Chuck so much that he says, fine then, let's dance. And we clock wipe to Benson sitting across from Chuck with five hot bottle or hot, wait, hot stuff. One's a hot sauce, four are prob- most likely peppers. And then Mordecai and Rigby are standing Beside Benson, to of course, uh, as puppeteers. And uh, by the way, the entire party is now like witnessing this eating challenge that's about to go down. Like uh, the party has paused, and everyone has moved into the kitchen to witness this. Oh my um, god! Pausing real quick, I just okay. had a thought. <clears throat> All right, I'm thinking back. At at your party, what if we had a drinking game? Like just two people sitting across from the table and just started drinking. That'd be nuts. That probably would not be a good idea. Probably not. Oh, Anyways, get go on. So, um, yeah. So Chuck goes first, you know, because it's his turn. He grabs a handful of jalapeno peppers and puts them in his mouth, and the crowd starts to cheer for him. And then he's like, top that. Audrey's looking all worried, be like, oh no, is he going to top that? Um, and then Rigby grabs uh, a jar of habanero stuffed jalapenos, um, the catchphrase pepper on pepper action. And then mm. they pour the entire jar. Like this jar is like about the size of like, a, like one of those protein powder tubs. So it's big. And they pour it into Benson's mouth. Also, by the way, throughout this entire thing, Benson should be choking because he's not actually chewing everything and he's Ugh. not like conscious to like swallow. So oh. all that food should be like building up in his throat, but whatever. Uh-huh. It's fine. Cartoon logic. Um, it goes back to Chuck who chugs a bottle of hot sauce. The entire crowd goes chug, chug, chug. And both both of the guys are sweating at this point. Mordecai and Rigby grab two separate bottles of hot sauce and empty them into Benson's mouth. And obviously Benson is beating Chuck because he's unconscious. He can't feel any of this. Um, After he finishes the hot sauce, Rigby says, what's that, Benson? You want to wash that down with some chili flakes? All right, you're the boss. So they start to shake every single packet of chili flakes into his mouth. Real quick, so I wrote that this entire episode is just a huge cartoon logic Nobody at that party realizes, oh, hey, Benson's dead. <laughs> like that, that body is completely unconscious and nobody questions why Mordecai and Rigby are like kind of doing everything for him. I mean, 
if if you got two people by your side just doing everything for you, that it, it probably makes that person look so good that no one else questions it. Mm-hmm. But there is uh, one more thing that Chuck busts out. He says like, "All right, then." So he takes out this in, this little like a kind of like a like a box with like a key and locket on it. And he's wearing the key around his neck. So considering that he takes it with him wherever he goes. Um, he unlocks the box and it has like a skull and crossbones with flames all around it. And there was like this glowing red hot chili pepper inside of it. And you could tell that like you can't buy this at the store or anything like that. Uh, it had to have been imported from somewhere. So he eats the first one. He uh, he puts in his mouth. His arm armpits are dark and sweaty. He kind of swishes it around but swallows it. And then Bent's, um, Rigby takes the other one that's inside of the box and puts hot sauce on it, oh making it even hotter. And they put it inside of Benson's mouth. Audrey is just like flabbergasted by this whole thing. She has her hand over her mouth being like, what? The crowd is gasping. And then Mordecai, Rigby, and, and Benson technically look at Chuck. And R- Mordecai says, looks like the F-E is just L-A-M-E. And then the crowd cheers, and then Chuck is kind of looking down, all, like, beaten and stuff. Audrey is jumping up and down, being like, go, Benson! And then Chuck busts out one last thing. He's like, fine, you think you're so hot? He starts to put together a concoction. It's made up of chocolate sauce, soy sauce, mayonnaise, kimchi, pasta sauce, oyster shells, and a seafood medley, all put inside of, like, this giant wine glass face thing he says all right if you think you're so tough how about a victory drink i call this the mississippi queen and then we kind of look inside of it and it looks like not good at all and then rigby's like the mississippi queen why do you call it that and chuck says oh you'll find out and i only clocked what that exactly meant right now and then the entire crowd including audrey says drink it drink it and then Mordecai and Rigby say, well, bottoms up, Benson. And then there's like this, you could see like visible like aroma, like stink lines coming off of the drink. And it hits Benson in the face. All of a sudden, Benson wakes up from the smell of it. And he's like, what the? He starts to gag. He yells at Mordecai and Rigby, waking up in the middle of the party, be like, Mordecai, Rigby. Then Mordecai and Rigby put their hands over his mouth and bring him into the bathroom. And what happens? So first off, I'm I'm curious. Is did someone actually did someone on the internet actually try to attempt to make the Mississippi Queen? Um, I'm pretty sure people have made like cocktail versions where like uh, actually tastes good. Mm-hmm. But um, f- no, binging with Babish has not made the Mississippi Queen. Mm. Now I'm going to do my research after this. I'm curious. Yeah. <clears throat> so Mordecai and Rigby drag Benson into the bathroom. Uh, Benson turns around, points at Mordecai and Rigby, almost yelling at them, saying, you both better tell me what's going on right now. Or, And then all of a sudden, his stomach starts to growl at him, signifying that all the chili that he's consumed is starting to get to him. Uh, Benson slowly says oh my stomach and then he puts his hands over to his to his mouth 
say by mouth my mouth is on fire then he goes runs over to the sink and tries to wash it down then he looks up to the mirror and questions both of them how did i even get here rigby just blurts out you don't remember us knocking you out dumbass uh mordecai i know mordecai punches him saying that why would you tell him that benson spits out the water that was in his mouth onto the mirror uh he says you what but mordecai tries to calm benson down saying that before you say anything we were gonna take you home but then we ran into your neighbor and she really wanted you to go to her party so we brought you and now you're in a huge eating match against her ex-boyfriend but then Rigby again just blurts out, but it's cool because you're totally beating him. And <laughs> But then he gets caught up by Benson yelling, saying, that's it. You guys are so unbelievably fired. But then he gets cut off. Now, now he hears the crowd outside chanting his name. Benson, Benson, Benson. Hmm. So then Benson peeks out the bathroom just to see what's going on. He sees the crowd looking towards the bathroom. He singles out Audrey from the crowd. And he's he sees her chanting his name. Which kind of gives Benson the drive and the motivation. Like, hmm, alright. Mordecai then says, like, alright, Benson. You can go ahead and fire us. Or you could go out there and really impress Audrey. Your choice, man. He looks back out and then reconsiders. He has his head down and admits, okay, come with me. Hmm. So they come out the bathroom. The crowd is now cheering louder because they are finally out of the bathroom. And they're walking towards the to the dinner table or the dining table where the Mississippi Queen is still uh, sitting there. Chuck is also there. Benson then grabs the Mississippi Queen, holds it up, and the crowd stops cheering. They all calm down. Uh, Benson announces that he's going to drink this. Crowd goes off again. Then they stop. Benson then says, And so are my two buddies, Mordecai and Rigby. Crowd, Crowd cheers even louder now. And finally, Benson adds, Or they're fired. Of course, he and had you could to. See, yeah, and Mordecai and Rigby are like, When Benson said, like, Come with me, they thought that he was going to, like, just man up and drink it. Uh-huh. And so you could see on their faces, it's their surprise that, like, they did not expect Benson to, like, put them on blast like that. Yep. Being like, wait, we're going to drink that <laughs> shit, too? Hell no. And so th- this is a, a funny twist to the episode. So um, Benson pours the Mississippi Queen into two separate glasses um, to divide it among, like, the three of them. Because um, he keeps, like, the big one glass. He says, bottoms up, fellas. And then the crowd is chanting, go, go, go. And then we could see there was like dramatic music. The three of them are just chugging down the Mississippi Queen. It is not pleasant looking. They put the glasses, they slam the glasses down on the table. They're coughing and wheezing. They're like, ugh, gross. But then all of a sudden they stop. They look at each other and they're like, huh. Mordecai says, that actually wasn't that bad. Benson says, yeah, I didn't really taste anything. Then Rigby goes to Chuck being like, yo, Chuck. Your Mississippi queen is Mississippi lame. And then Mordecai says, yeah, it's not even spicy at all. And then Chuck says, oh, yeah, well, that's just beginners. Look, 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 look. Because all of a sudden, 
it just cuts into this huge acid trip. When Chuck says, look, 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 we start to hear a cowbell noise with every luck. And that is the beginning to Mississippi Queen, a song by Mountain from 1970. And this entire sequence is just like a mini music video. And like I said, an acid trip. And it is also, in my opinion, the best use of a licensed song in the history of regular show. I can agree with you on that. So, um, I wrote down, I gave a little, like, explanation, like, I wrote it down for this entire sequence because it's very hard to explain. Yeah. Uh, viewers, you're gonna have to, like, actually like, watch this part because it's super cool. But, basically, the next sequence is an entire acid trip slash music video where Mordecai, Rigby, and Benson's pupils have red peppers in them. Chuck bursts into flames and we get these like fiery neon visuals throughout the song and um we're basically taken through an entire montage of the rest of the party which is kind of like a complete blur to them um and i only channeled it now that when chuck said oh why is it called the mississippi queen oh you'll find out and that's because after you drink it it makes you go into like this big trip which that makes me wonder what the hell did chuck put in this drink because it's crazy did he drug them He he probably put like lsd or something at a normal ass house party, which has no alcohol in sight. What the fuck? It's a it's um, a quote unquote children's show, so they have to tone down the drinks into water. Uh, yeah. Um. There's also this uh this reoccurring dancing chili pepper in this montage, and that obviously symbolizes the spicy eating challenge that they just won. Mm-hmm. We also see bits of Audrey in it, where she's supposed to be talking to Benson. Um, again, I'm explaining this as much as I can, but you really got to watch this, uh, to understand what I'm laying down. And also you have to watch it cause it's super cool. Later, we get a scene that's supposed to insinuate the guys leaving the party and walking to Margaret and Eileen's coffee shop, not before almost getting hit by a taxi. Um, they try to sit down and eat, uh, and Margaret and Eileen like try to serve them food, but all they see is a giant chili pepper. They end up knocking the food off the table, which prompts Margaret and Eileen to call them a taxi. The taxi driver ends up being another talking chili pepper with flames coming out of his head. Eventually, they are dropped back home, and we fade to the next morning of them waking up on the front lawn of the park. So, they had a really good night, or a really rough night, however you want to look at it. (laughs) You know, once they took the Mississippi Queen, just the, the song just plays in their head. (laughs) Like, not even in their own tune or whatever. Like, the actual song just automatically plays. Yo, we should have, like, broken this episode down with Jake or something, because he would have loved this. No, honestly, yeah, he would (laughs) have. Isn't there, like, another one somewhere down the line? I don't remember. There has to be Something like that. But, Mm yeah, um, the next morning, Mordecai, Rigby, and Benson wake up on the front lawn of the park, like, right in front of the house which shows that they were just left out there all night. Um, and they're, uh, they just completely blacked out. Mordecai wakes up and says like, oh, it feels like rush hour in my lower intestines because they had that Mississippi queen. Mm. Rigby wakes up and says, oh, I don't think I've ever eaten so much food in my life. And that's supposed to uh, resemble Rigby saying, I don't think I've ever drinking that much alcohol in my life. Yeah. And Been there. Yep. Benson wakes up and he's like, Ugh, I've had it with you two. I can't even get knocked out without you two ruining my social life and getting me into stupid food challenges. Then Rigby says, wait, but Benson, we won. 
did we? And then Benson says, one, I never would have gotten into this mess if you two hadn't messed things up. And he says, you two are fired. No more chances. Just get out of here. But then Mordecai notices there is a, a paper taped to Benson's chest. He says, Benson, wait, look. Benson says, what? He looks down at his chest and he takes the note off and he uh, reads it. And on the note, it says, call me Heart Audrey with her phone number on it. Dude, and... fucking Mordecai and Rigby are the best wingmen. <laughs> and Mordecai and Rigby are like, what does it say? Yeah, Benson, what does it say? And then Mor- uh, Benson's kind of blushing. He's like, oh, oh my gosh. And then he looks up at Mordecai and Rigby all angry. He says, mm-hmm. get back to work. <laughs> Which, like you said, yes, they are the best wingmen ever. Oh, that's okay. so funny. I lo- that's a perfect ending where like they get into this entire shit show. They they get fired, but then Benson's like, "Oh my gosh, I got her number." Uh, get back to work. <laughs> okay, real quick. I know it's probably right. been a while for you. All right. What is the best way to ask a girl's number without like trying to be forceful or whatever? Well, the last time I had to ask for a girl's number was over four years ago um because uh-huh. i never officially asked for cj's number okay. um i think i i got it randomly when like we were like put into the same group chat mm-hmm. um but I, i've told this story before i think i we were at some band competition with um uh i think it was all the way out in like like stag or something like that or yeah. pontiac and uh, me, Raphael Young, and Jason Kerr, and Kyle Gary, we were we were talking to these other like girls that were like um, living in the town. They were just walking around, mm-hmm. and um, uh, one of the girls came like super attached to Jason Kerr and would like text him like for weeks and months after the competition was over. Yep. But um, basically, we were all trying to like, get their numbers, and then uh, I started out by asking like uh, after we had like a good conversation, we're like, hey, like. Um, like, uh, you seem pretty cool. Uh, how about we add each other on Instagram, social media? And she's like, okay. So I opened up my nose app and I tell her to put her username there. And mm-hmm. then I was like, oh, and if you want, you could also put your number. Oh. She seemed all flattered. Uh, she was like, all right, I'll put my number. And that's the last time I remember doing anything like that. Okay, I got to take notes. Because <laughs> the last time uh-huh. I... Hmm. Yeah, well, what, how, how did you uh, get a girl's number? Oh. <sighs> So, for me, I like to start off with, I don't know why it starts off with asking for their social media and then later on their number, but... It's because social media is so prominent nowadays. It is, it is, it is. But I think getting someone's number is a lot more personal. Mm-hmm. So, so, the last time I asked a girl's number was at one of my work meetings where... Because it was the same girl. It was the same girl that I went to dinner with mm-hmm. Saturday. I mean, I had her n- number previously, but then I switched phones, and then something other things happened. I admit that I mm-hmm. liked her, but then she's like, "Nah, I'm not looking for anything." So I'm like, "Ah, shit!" So I didn't really okay. talk to her that much. But then I, asked, but I'm pretty sure she didn't remember the whole thing. So then I asked her, like, we were talking for a bit after the meeting. She was saying something. And at the time, she was like, oh, I usually have to ask, like, I actually usually have to ask, like, my dad or whatever to drop me off at work. Because I've noticed that. 
and then oh. I'm like, oh, well, if you want, uh, I could, you know, drop, uh, pick you up, drop you off, or whatever. So then I'm like, here, if you, uh, want, I can let me get your number, and so you can like text me or whatever, to do that. You're like, oh, okay. Then I pull up my numbers. I'm like, ooh, ooh, that felt so good after that. Nice. Ah, <sighs> but no, it's it. I don't know. For me. No, everyone. No, everyone on on this podcast knows what I look like. But like, for some reason, I'm voted the bo- the best. This sounds really egotistical, but I'm voted like the best looking. But I have no game whatsoever, and I where, know that where, I have no game. Where were you voted the best looking? Fucking At like work or something. That and probably amongst our friend group, because every time um hmm. we would talk about relationships or whatnot, uh, I. I think it was like a couple of days ago we were talking about something and either it was me, Ethan and Jacob. And then Ethan was like, have you seen me? And I'm like, are you serious? You look hot as fuck. Have you seen me? Well, Josh, you do probably have like one of like the best like fashion sense out of our entire group. Ooh, that's another thing I got to tell you about what after we're done with this. That's a video okay. idea for me, for us. But um, no, yeah, I okay, I get that I do have the fashion sense, but there's 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 positives and negatives. If you want to know what both of us look like, you could follow our Twitter, which is at Excellent Pod, and uh, we also have a group YouTube channel, Schwam Squad, which I'll plug that after we're done. So I mean, we could plug it as many times as you want. <laughs> that being said, um, we just have lunchtime. 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 I'm sort of hungry, not gonna lie. I had two Cinnabons before recording. Nice. Okay, so a little bit of trivia for this episode. This is the first appearance of Benson's neighbor and first love interest, which is Audrey. Mm. Pop culture reference. This episode is an homage to the 1989 movie Weekend at Bernie's. And obviously that it's Weekend at Benson's. Mm -hmm. Mordecai relates to the character Rich. Rigby relates to Larry, and Benson is Bernie. Obviously. And when Benson, Mordecai, and Rigby drink the whole bottle of Mississippi Queen, the hit, the 1970 hit song of the same name by Mountain plays during the hallucination, like we've said. Production notes, this is the first episode to air in 2012 for a regular show. Goofs, the glasses on Benson's head stay on, despite the fact that Benson has no ears. Probably just cartoon logic. Mm-hmm. And when Benson is washing his mouth out in the bathroom, his reflection in the mirror is much larger than he is. If you like, look at it from like a perspective angle. Again, that's just animation. Didn't yeah. notice it until it said. Um, but yeah, Josh, why don't you take us through lunchtime? So, who do you think the protagonist or protagonists of this episode were, Jason? I'm inclined to say that is it's Benson. But mm-hmm. I feel like it's more so Mordecai and Rigby because they're kind of the ones that are like the situation kind of fell into their hands. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Mordecai and Rigby. See, when I, I'll, I'll get to my points in a bit, but yeah, I can see what you mean by that because I have, I have a different opinion 
Mm. So, with that being said, who do you think the antagonist of this episode was? Um, that's also hard, but I put that the well, there was one obvious one, which was Chuck. Yes, because they were like facing him in the challenge, mm-hmm. and then this other antagonist. It wasn't exactly like a like a person, but I wrote that something that they had to deal with, like that was like kind of challenging them, was the act of hauling around Benson and having yeah. to like kind of deal with everything. So mm-hmm. it's not really like a, a human antagonist, you know? Yeah. And this is where I'm going to make my point. I don't, for this episode, I don't think there was a clear protagonist and an antagonist in that it was just sort of an episode filled with problems and problem solving. Yeah, it was hard to tell. Exactly. But with what you said, like who the, who the protagonists were and who the antagonists were, I can, I can agree with you on both ends. That, that being said, uh, how many O's and hmms did you hear in this episode? There were three O's and one hmm. Yeah, I did not catch that first hmm, and I'm kind of disappointed in myself. <laughs> You're good. Yeah. So did you hear any adult jokes in this episode? Uh, I put the acid trip during Mississippi Queen. Mm-hmm. Because that was supposed to resemble them probably like getting drugged at the party. That. You know, I, I, now that I'm thinking about it, would the beginning where Mordecai and Rigby are trying to screw in a light bulb kind of count? Mm. Maybe not, but that that's just me thinking of tinier, tinier things, like a child. Mm. Just, just saying like, aha, butts are funny. <laughs> so were there any, okay, this one's interesting. Did you feel like there were any Mordecai simp moments? Oh yeah, I forgot about this one. Mm-hmm. So when you think of the definition of simp, yeah. no, but mm-hmm. there were definitely parts where you could kind of see Mordecai like uh, feeling sympathy for Benson. Yeah. Being like, hey, like, I understand what you mean by that. So like, no, Mordecai's not a simp for doing this. And in fact, like, he's probably like a good friend and like very caring for for like doing what he did. Yeah. So no, not exactly simp, but you know what I mean. I didn't know what you mean, like. When I was breaking down that scene specifically, um, when that close up or that close zoom of Mordecai just like listening to Audrey's speech, and we both agree that like he could kind of relate to um, having an opportunity with a girl, but with Mordecai, he never really takes it. So he kind of takes it upon himself to do that for a friend. See what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So any iconic regular show moments? Um, just like the adult jokes, I wrote the acid trip during Mississippi Queen. I also agree with you that that stands out pretty, pretty well. Yeah. Um, and I think we both know that any uh, that the real life music that was played during this episode was mm-hmm. Mississippi Queen. Mississippi Queen by Mountain 1970. Still a good track. Oh, yeah. It's on guitar here. We play it a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's a good guitar. Oh, yeah, when I get my PC, I want to get Clone Hero. The fuck? Wait, what is that? So, Clone Hero, uh, that Twitch streamer and YouTuber Asai plays it a lot. Um, I'm gonna Clone it Hero, it's basically uh, where um, you could play Guitar Hero for any song out there. Oh, really? Yeah, because a lot of songs, like, in the official Guitar Hero games, like, a lot of songs aren't on there. 
-hmm. but people like go out and they like make levels for Guitar Hero on like specific songs. So you could play virtually any song that you want, which is cool. So can you like plug in a actual Guitar Hero guitar? Uh, yeah, so you would just use, it's like, they made it all compatible. You just grab one of your old Guitar Hero guitars and use it for that. Oh, that's actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. All right, so how would you rate this episode based off your memory? Um, I give this a five. I also give this a five. Oh, just yeah. from like the acid trip scene alone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then would you say this is a skip or a must watch episode? Uh, definitely a must watch. I also say a must-watch. So then, do you think this is a bad episode? Uh, no, not at all. I think this was a very good episode. What? And that's why I didn't say if it was... I gave you the choice if it was a good or bad. Because <laughs> I think you, universally, or between the both of us, we both think that this is a very good episode. Oh, yeah. Totally. I mean, you'd be... Again, you'd be crazy to say this is a bad episode. And I would like... And if you do have... Your opinion on why this is a bad episode? Email us or at us at ExcellentPod on Twitter. This episode has like a like everything that you want in a regular show episode. Um, Mordecai and Rigby are at work. They screw something up. They get themselves into trouble. And then uh, there's also a song in it. And then Benson says the typical, you're fired. But then they, you know, so it's all the details of a good regular show episode right here. So in the end, we have 85 O's and 48 hums in regular show, which is pretty cool. It's only going to get, I think it's only going to get bigger. Like the amount is only going to get bigger from, from here. I know I probably said it like earlier, but I think now is the time it starts to get uh, bigger because I'm pretty sure at this point they realize that it's kind of a staple for these two. Oh yeah, Totally. If you are still down, we and if we have enough time, did you say that we were going to record Fortune Cookie after this? Well, maybe. So we're going to uh, discuss that, um, and we've also been recording for a good amount of time. So we're just going to close off this episode now, because I don't think we have anything else to say. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to our review of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, as well as our breakdown for Weekend at Benson. If you liked this episode and you want to know what we are doing when we are not recording, you could, again, follow our Twitter, which is at ExcellentPod. And also, we have a lot of new uh, videos out on our group YouTube channel, which is Schwam Squad. So, thank you guys so much for lis- li- listening. Thanks so much yep. for listening. Listening. Yeah. Michelin? Well, Michelin, man. I might be eating at Gordon Ramsay's uh, Michelin restaurant on Stage Street in a couple weeks. Fuck! which I'm excited for. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time.